Where United goes, the curse will follow. But when it comes to New Mexico, the curse will lead. When you join the curse, a portion of your membership goes to help New Mexicans from all across the state. Working with organizations like the Read to Me Book Drive, Birthday Project NM, Watermelon Mountain Ranch, CLN Kids New Mexico, Casa Q, and so many more. Join the curse today and help us make New Mexico a better place for tomorrow. Hey, it's Pete Trevisani, and you're listening to The Curse Cast. We're doing it. See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right thinking, how can life be so nice again? La-da-da-da, 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 sing it, baby. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Welcome into the CurseCast. We are live on Twitch here. We're going to talk about uh, some important stuff today. Uh, but before we get to that important stuff, I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. RJ Montano. RJ, how are you? I'm doing great, David. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, normally, RJ, uh, we do this pod, and it's pretty irreverent, uh, pretty... It's fun. We try to have fun with it. We have a good time. You know, we talk to the players about... Um, things that are off the field, get to know a little bit more about them, players, coaches, whomever it might be. Um, we're still going to talk uh, to our guest about something that's important and something that is not on the field, um, unfortunately not on the field, but I think it's a little more important today than typical. I think that's fair to say, RJ? Yeah, very fair to say. We like to have a lot of fun on the show. We like to get to know our players, uh, our staff, whoever we have on. We, we do a deep dive into them, but uh, what's going on right now is so important to the entire league, not just our players, not just our team, but the entire league. So this is uh, one of our probably our most serious podcasts that we've done. Yeah, we're not very good at serious. I'm going to be real honest with you. No, it's, it's, we, it's, we, haven't, we haven't done it very often. But again, this is important. So we're going to do it. Um, what we're talking about tonight is the USL and the USLPA um, Players Association. And there, we'll call it a dispute over return to play, over payment, over a few things. Um, and to give you just a little bit of background, uh, a couple weeks ago, the USL put forth a proposal to the USLPA, and that contained a few different items, um, essentially toward, talking about pay if the season doesn't happen or if the season doesn't happen without fans. Um, and, and frankly, RJ, if I'm being entirely honest, it was a proposal that was ridiculous. And, and if I were a player, I would feel it was is insulting. Uh, some of the the cuts that they proposed to player salaries could get up to as much as 80 percent for some players, which is absolutely ridiculous. And important to note that these 
players, many of them are making less than $20,000 a year, many of them making less than minimum wage already. So trying to trim on top of that. Um, there's lots of reasons why it's ridiculous. There's lots of, lots of reasons why it's inappropriate. Um, but you and I, RJ, are not the experts. Um, we, we brought on somebody near and dear to our heart who, who we love, um, but who we're talking to in a different role, and that's uh, Mr. Devin Sandoval, the player rep for the USLPA for New Mexico United. Devin, thanks for joining us, man. Thank, um, thank you guys for, for having me, you know, and su- supporting us so so strong, especially especially right now. I mean, we need uh, we need the support from from our supporters, from our fans, uh, more than ever. So thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's what we do as supporters. That's why we're here. Um, we support we support the players. Um, so this proposal went forward a few weeks ago. Um, the USLPA, the Players Association, of which Dev you are a member, <clears throat> excuse me, um, responded with a counter proposal. Devin, could you talk a little little bit about what that counter proposal looked like? Yeah, I mean, you know, we our first of all, our leadership within the union has done an incredible job and an incredible amount of work um, behind the scenes. Um, you know, just getting information, trying to come up with uh, something that's fair, and you know that that's that was our goal. And you know, we we talk about an ecosystem, and in that ecosystem, it includes players, it includes the owners and the league and uh right now it's just you know just they're they're basically asking the players to take take the burden um and really really take a hit um so essentially what we asked was the league to help us out and you know we want to play we we want to get out there and play and you know we want to be safe for for us for the fans for you know our coaches for everybody um and we're willing to take a hit, you know, because we want to we want to make it happen, and you know, we we want to show we're in this together. Um, but we we need the league's help, and um, you know, that's basically what we asked for with with that proposal. Uh, we asked for, or we we said we we could take a ten percent hit, and we asked the league to match it to help us, um, and they essentially shut that down. So. Um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, we feel, I mean, first of all, with that first uh, force majeure proposal that the league uh, approached us with a, a couple weeks back, we just felt really uh, disrespected and, you know, like like a piece of crap, basically. Um, and, you know, <laughs> not much has changed, to be honest. Yeah. And for those of you uh, who, who don't know, and I didn't before this whole situation, what a force majeure is, it essentially... Uh, is is a an addendum to a contract that would allow one side or the other to end that contract for any reason whatsoever, usually used in cases of an act of God, uh, which in this situation the USL would consider uh, the COVID-19 pandemic to be an act of God. That force majeure clause essentially would, uh, for, for less or for worse, would, would really allow owners to... Uh, not pay their players really when it comes down to it if there, if there was no season so so the counter proposal Devin that you guys made I, I think it's a really important point that you made and something I, I want to focus on just for a minute it's not as if you guys weren't willing to share the burden you offered a a 10% uh, cut to your own wages for the players who were not already making below minimum wage correct yep yep so they there was a, a floor of two thousand dollars that we asked for so anybody Making two thousand and under uh, would be untouched. Um, 
and yeah, they, they basically said no. So. Well, and, and another important point with regard to that, the USLPA has been looking to get a salary floor for quite some time, um, and yep. the USL hasn't heard anything about it. Now, all of a sudden, that these negotiations, I'll put that in quotes, are happening, the USL has indicated, okay, we might be interested in a floor, but they're actually trying to drop it even further, below two grand to $1,500 a month. Yep, yep, that is, that is true. <laughs> That's all true. <laughs> so, so... A point, again, we kind of get back to that point where, Devin, you, you mentioned the players were willing to give up 10% of their salary. And and something that I think is really kind of telling in this whole negotiation and in this whole conversation, what the players wanted in addition to that, we, we talked about the salary floor, but, okay, we'll give up 10% of our salary, but what we need you to do with that money, it shouldn't be going to the Papadakis family, and we can talk about that in just a little bit. It shouldn't be going to New Rock. It should be going to help the clubs, because the clubs are struggling too. And the clubs are being asked to take a hit. The players are being asked to take a hit. But New Rock and the Papadakis family are not. Yeah. I mean, we, as players, recognize that, you know, teams are struggling right now too. And, you know, nobody wants a team to fold. Nobody wants teams to go under, because that means less less jobs, less opportunities for the guys. Um, and they need help too. Um, so, you know, like we're, we're trying, we're trying to do our part with, with that pay cut and, you know, we want to help, but like I said, we, we need help as well. Um, and it, you know, we're asking the league for that. And, and there's a huge distinction here, David. I just wanted to point this out. It's not the players of the USLPA going after the teams, the owners, this is the USLPA going after the USL, the league. Um, and that's who you guys are negotiating with, and that's who is not coming to the table with you guys. Um, we don't want to make that distinction of, of it's the players versus the owners. It's not that right now. It's the players uh, trying to get respect, trying to get you know what, what they deserve from the league. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This is, this is not a fight against the owners. And, you know, to speak about our owner, like everybody knows this, this guy's – done incredible things for our community for for our state for for us players and you know they he treats us right um so you know we're we're not picking a fight with peter by any means um but you know this is a a a league issue yeah and just to kind of put some things into perspective here new rock uh, is the company that is is run by the Papadakis family. They have 50.5, uh, 50.5% of the stake, I guess you would call it, in, in the United Soccer League. Uh, they're bringing in anywhere from $1.5 million to $20 million per year based upon the income. Uh, they get a lot of that income from uh, expansion fees that comes in, as well as dues that are paid every single year by uh, every club in the USL. So a lot of that money coming into them. So again, between $1.5 million and $20 million per year to the Papadakis family. Meanwhile, 90% of the clubs in the USL are operating at a loss every single year. Important point to put out. Yep, yep. I mean, yeah, we, um, you know, we'd like to know <laughs> where that money's going or, you know, where, where is it right now? Because um, people could use help. So um, maybe they could help. We feel like they could. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving forward, Devin, uh, I know we've just been kind of throwing numbers and outrage at you. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving forward, what would you like to see happen in these negotiations? What needs to happen to make sure that players are respected in the way that they should be and are represented in the way that they should be? I mean, we just need, like I said, we we need help from the league. You know, we're willing to take a hit and but we can't burden the weight that they're asking us to right now. And we need them to help. Um, you know, maybe if guys are making a lot more money in this league, then we'd be having a different discussion. But, you know, the reality is, like you said, there's guys who make below minimum wage. And, you know, there's people who have families, people have mortgages, people uh, could be, we have foreign players, people who have visas. You know, what happens if, if, the league gets canceled and, you know, they say contracts are void. Like, what happens to these guys? Do they have to go home? Right. right. There's there's real lives at stake here. And, you know, there's an opportunity for the league to do something really positive and really help people and take care of their guys. Um, and that's that's all we're asking for. Yeah. To be to be treated as as human beings before being treated as assets. Uh, and and I, you mentioned something before, Devin, that I kind of want to touch on. Um, and, and RJ, you touched on this too. Is that again, this is not a fight versus the owners. Um, you know, we have a situation here in New Mexico to get a little bit more micro, where you know our players are treated well. Every player makes above minimum wage. Um, with that said, we as fans, you as players and player reps, have kind of an obligation to stand up for for fans and for for players more importantly across the league sorry i lost you for the last like 10 seconds no i, I just said we've got it we've got a really great situation here in new mexico we're very fortunate to have an ownership group that treats the players right that every player makes above minimum wage uh that every player has health insurance here in new mexico but not every owner does that not every player has that opportunity in their market so despite the fact that things are well, all things considered here in New Mexico, you as players, we as fans have an obligation, have a duty, I would argue, uh, to stand up for the players in other markets who are going to be screwed. Exactly. I mean, you just said it right there. Like, you know, we are very blessed to be a part of this team here. And, um, you know, people here are treated right. But this is what the standard needs to be everywhere. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the case. There's there's some teams that have offered players contracts for basically zero money and you know it's all just bonus like how if you play or if you start um you know some teams don't offer insurance um you know there's teams that put guys up in hotels there's list goes on and on but um you know thankfully we have a union and you know we're starting to get the ball we have the ball is rolling for a cba and um you know we will get um, we will get that CBA finished, but right now it's, um, you know, this is a COVID-19 situation. Um, and, you know, I think we need to take care of this right now. Um, and, you know, once this is settled, then we'll make sure everything else is settled. And you mentioned that CBA, Dev, uh, that collective bargaining agreement. You guys have been trying to get a CBA across the line for about a year now. Um, what has been the holdup towards getting that done? I mean, it's really just, uh, you know, the league hasn't met with us too much. Uh, and that was one of the uh, one of the proposals, one of the, the offers we put in the proposal was just meet with us more so we can knock out the CBA. Um, 
and they they agreed to that so you know hopefully that does get finished soon yeah and uh, again that that cba you know the the usl as you're well aware uh recognized voluntarily recognized the uslpa as the players association within the usl uh again about a year ago but it's not necessarily full recognition correct um no i think it is i think it is like it, it's a uh, we're, we're a recognized union now um and thankfully we do have the union because if we didn't then teams could have stopped paying guys two months ago right. um so you know that hasn't happened everybody in the league's been you know still paid up until now and hopefully that continues <laughs> is there any worry Devin? because <clears throat> there's worry in my mind uh that the usl is going to and has seen um the uslpa come back with their counter proposal, which again I think is completely reasonable, I think most fans think is completely reasonable. But is there any concern uh, that the USL will see this and say, "We're going to take our ball and we're going to go home. We're not going to bargain with you. We're just going to cancel the season and come back next year." I mean, that is a very real possibility. You know, they've said uh, May twenty second needs to be a decision. Um, you know, I think they're they're flexible on that, um, but. That is a very real possibility, but if, if they did do that, then uh, I think there would be a lot of really unhappy people, and it would really tarnish the USL's image in American soccer. Couldn't agree more. I think uh, you'd have a lot of angry fans, um, and I think it's really important that we get the word out on kind of how this works and why we are where we are, um, because that's the only way, I think, to to influence, whether it be the league, whether it be owners who are kind of on the fence about what to do, uh, is to have those conversations publicly and say, you know, this is why we are where we are. This is how we move past it. These are options towards moving past it. Um, these are ways to have negotiations toward moving past it. Um, but I think if we don't have those conversations as fans fans publicly this is what we can do uh, we can be loud um but if we don't then i think things go by the wayside and, and maybe we don't have a season for that reason which would be awful yeah and like like i said earlier like we want to play guys want to play you know nobody wants to miss out on a year of playing that's that's bad for everybody it's bad for players bad for owners sucks for you guys for fans like we we want to play um so you know we're still hopeful that uh, we can we can meet somewhere and agree to some terms and and get a season going. Um, you know I think there's a way to make it happen. So um, yeah, you know we're the league and and the union are I think they're meeting tomorrow. So hopefully there's some ground met. Um, but you know time will tell. Dev, if if we don't have a season, uh, it'd be horrible, obviously. But if we don't have a season, I would imagine. And this, this pains me to say it, but I would imagine there may be some owners who would say to their players, I'm not paying you. Take me to court. Do something about it. Do we, Was that something that, I mean, we could probably expect? Yeah, for sure. Especially if, um, I mean, yeah, that, that, first of all, that's basically what the league said. Like, if we can't agree to something by a date, then they're just canceling the season and contracts are void. So... <laughs> Like I said, that, that is a very real possibility. And, you know, time's running out. <laughs> so what needs to happen tomorrow? So this conversation, let's say this conversation is happening tomorrow between the USLPA and the USL. How do we find the common ground that we need? 
Let me let me just start off by saying they uh, first of all the players we all feel like our contracts are very strong. Yes. Um, yeah. Shoot, man, I just lost my train of thought. Man, <laughs> get me all fired up. <laughs> um, yeah. Second of all, uh, the league hasn't given a written proposal counter offer, so that's that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, um, once that happens, then we'll reevaluate. Uh, with the union and go from there. All right. Well, as far as, again, that conversation happens potentially tomorrow, um, and you would expect a, a written counter proposal, counter to the counter, as it were. Um, I would imagine at that point that the 22nd deadline would probably be moved up. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine they're, they're flexible with it. Like, you know, they, they can push it back. There's there's no reason why they need to put that kind of pressure, you know, to have a deal done tomorrow. Just a um, bargaining tactic. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so, really tough is the the proposal you guys put forward, the players you put forward is is more than fair. And I think you guys take more than required of a hit in this. So it, it's hard to see what you guys would have to what, what they want you to take off more, uh, essentially. Uh on this and, and it's tough to to even accept that it, it's it's garbage what they've been putting out and, and to accept anything less than what you guys put out which is it was is a great kind of floor for your negotiations is, is really difficult yeah i mean yeah like anything more than what we proposed is is going to be tough for some guys so you know i, I honestly feel like what we offered was is fair, you know, and we're we're trying to play our part, and um, you know, I think that's all you can ask of guys right now is you know play play your part, and you know these guys are showing their willingness to to make a sacrifice for for a cause that's bigger than themselves, and um, you know just to show we're, we're in it together. I just I, I would like to ask, hey, if there's anybody from the USL watching, where's where's the where are those millions of dollars going uh, every year? That you know, while ninety percent of your clubs are operating at a loss, where is that one point five million to twenty million dollars per year going? Is it just going into the pockets of the Papadakis family while the league struggles to grow? Uh, I, w- I would love to to have an answer to that um, because I think that would really go a long way. Even a portion of that would go a long way towards helping. Uh, you know, make the long-term success of this league a real thing. Um, and, you know, making this league not... This this league should not be a minor league. It should not be considered a minor league, you know. And this is an opportunity, I think, to to make that decision. Are you, are you a minor league uh, where you do this short-term fix and, and you don't respect and pay your players right? Or are, are you trying to be a professional league? Are you trying to compete with the MLS like you should and like you can if you do things right? I mean, and I would even throw a little argument into what you said, like, about a, a league struggling to grow, like there's like 34 teams, something like that. Mm-hmm. that that's a lot of teams in, in this league, and a lot of them have joined recently. So those teams had to pay expansion fees, and you know, like directly to Newark. Where, where, yeah, <laughs> and that's know. the problem. <laughs> and, and and I agree with you. It is it's growing in the in the form of you know fans it's growing in the form of more teams you know better markets more markets rather i don't want to say better markets because there's plenty of great markets that have been here since day one um but it's growing in that way yet that's just more funding going into the pockets of a few people while the players 
their salaries are not growing along with the league. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the benefits that they get are not growing along with the league. This is not a, a, a tiny league like the USL used to be. This is yeah. this is one of the maybe one of the best second divisions in the entire world when it comes to soccer. Um, you know, so if you want it to be that, if you want it to be a top 10 league in the world, like Jake Edwards has said he wants it to be, then you need to pay the players. You need to make the players want to come here. You need to make want to make more players want to come here from around the world and, and make this a destination. And you don't do that by not paying your players. You don't do that by cutting their salaries. You don't do that by by essentially trying to get through with these short-term fixes and, and deciding we're going to be a short-term league and not be professionals. It's really that simple. One thing I'd like to say about, about the USL, like when I see it and think about this league, long term and the potential it has like it's it's incredible how, like with how many teams are already in it once league one and league two get established and you know have have a bunch of teams like who knows maybe there's promotion relegation and who's to say that in 50 years this isn't the, the premier league in america but it starts with this like if they take care of their guys now it's going to really pay off down the road that's right. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and there's no reason why this league can't become the best league in the United States and, and in North America, frankly. Um, you know, the MLS isn't exactly the most well-run league at times. Uh, you know, we've talked, RJ, you and I, at length about how much we prefer the USL over the MLS for a lot of reasons. Um, they have the opportunity to become that, but Andrew says in chat here, this is a great point, you don't become a top professional league by paying players a semi-professional salary. It's really that simple. There it is. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> it's true. It's really, it's really, it's really true. Um, yep. And if, if any of you, anybody in chat uh, watching has questions for Devin about the CBA, about the USLPA, we're happy to, to relay those. Um, you know, this is, it's part of the reason why we do this live. I think it's, I think it's really important uh, that we, that we do take those, those fan questions for, for the, for the players. Mm-hmm. So, so Devin, what has kind of, what have the conversations to the extent you can talk about them been like, uh, with the USLPA, I know every every team has a player rep or two or three player reps. Are those conversations? Are you, are you getting on the phone almost every day now because it's getting into crunch time? What's how does that work? Yeah, so I'll backtrack about a month. And first, I'll say uh, Chris or Weehan and Sam Hamilton are also reps. Yeah, um, shout out to those guys. We so love backtrack them. backtrack about a month, two months, and we're meeting once every three weeks, maybe once a month. Um, and it's just CBA stuff, um, but you know, once once the league came with the uh, force majeure clause and the return to play proposal, uh, we started meeting two to three times a week over Zoom um, with with the union, and you know, those meetings are two to three hours. They're, they're you know pretty long, and then after that, you know, we go back to our team, relay the information. You know, get get their sense, and you know, then it's back to another meeting with with the union. Um, so that's been kind of uh, what's been going on the last month, pretty regularly. And I want to uh, make a point that I forgot to make earlier, based upon what you just said. The USLPA uh, essentially gave up their right to bargain over return to play in an effort it's a showing of good faith for these conversations is that correct uh i wouldn't say they that they we have 
giving that up. Um, you know, I think guys want some say. Guys do want some say in, you know, what a season could look like. Um, but, you know, we just – we got to go one, one step at a time. Um, so that's, that's where we're at right now. Sure. We got a question here in the chat from Andrew. He asks, how often does the league have meetings with USLPA representatives, and how close are we to coming to a collective bargaining agreement from the time the league recognized the USLPA – nearly two years ago um right now they're meeting about twice a week uh once you know it was like once a week now it's about twice a week um and that is a good question i i don't really know when a cba will be finalized i mean the league agreed to meet more frequently um until it is done so hopefully it can be done soon um but i don't have a an answer for that really okay hopefully sooner rather than later because uh like i said earlier i'm i'm concerned um that the usl the league will take their ball and go home because they aren't getting their way and then none of us have a season so uh i know i said this once before but i just want to reiterate for any fans watching uh or listening in uh your voice is really important right now um we need to be loud on social media or whatever the avenue, tag the USL, tag the USLPA, uh, tag your club, your ownership, whatever it may be, and let them know that you want a safe return to play. You want fair pay for players, and you want a safe return to play. Because, again, if the if the USL decides they want to take their ball and go home, and they don't want to return to the bargaining table, okay, the seasons don't happen, which sucks for us, yes, but it sucks so much more for the players, because many of them are just not going to get paid. Imagine your entire salary being taken away. We have to stand up for these players. And yeah, Segovia42069 in the chat says hashtag stand for the players. We have to. We have to. If we, if we claim to be supporters, if we claim to love these guys like we say we do and we sing in the chants, we have to stand for them because any owner at this point, if this happens, could just take the salary and say you're not getting one. So we as fans have to come out strong right now. We have to tag, we have to be loud, and we can't just let it, you can't do it for a day and then let it die away. It has to be consistent until this is fixed. The players are what are the team. I mean, the, the, there is no team without the players. The players give up so much more than just the 90 minutes that we're seeing. The players are in the community. They're, they're at different community centers. They're part of the fabric of the community. They're practicing. They're watching game film. They're, they're taking care of their bodies. They're doing so much more than the small amount that the USL is willing to give them. So this is where you're right, as as fans and supporters, that we stand up for the players. This is these guys are not just these multi-million dollar players that we see in the NFL. These guys are a lot of hometown guys on our team. There's a lot of players that are not making that great big money, and we need to support them right now. This is how we develop this league. If the league wants to grow like it says it wants to grow, this is where it's going to grow. It, it's it's horseshit to ask the players, hey, take this crappy pay and 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 just play, play the game because you love the game. No, I, they love the game, so pay them to play the game. There's a reason <laughs> the U.S. soccer sucks right now is because you're, you're treating them like horseshit. Uh-huh. I'm so sick of this. I am so sick of it. You want to develop a great system in the U.S. You want to develop a great soccer communities. Well, then pay the damn players. There's no reason you can't do that. There's no reason for you to be playing the players less than minimum wage, especially for everything that they're doing for the communities, for the teams, for everyone. There's yep. no reason for that. Preach. Yep. So. Preach. 
and, and if again, if you want to, if you want to be outraged, uh, just remember there is a family, the Papadakis family, New Rock, that makes between 1.5 million and 20 million dollars per year based upon their stake in the USL. Meanwhile, 90 percent, 90 percent of clubs are operating in the red. Pretty much it. That hurts. That's it. That hurts. Yeah, it's not right. And, and and players who many are making less than minimum wage are asking for additional cuts. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. That's all. It's I, I don't know how to make it more clear that we as fans need to stand up for these players. It's really that simple. Yeah, man. It, it really goes a long way. Um, I've, uh, I'm not a huge social media guy, but, you know, I was on Twitter and I was looking at the stand up players hashtag. And there's some like incredible stuff, but the one that sticks out in my mind the most was some dude, and he said, "It's like I'm a, I just finished grad school, and I just realized I make more than a professional soccer player." And it's like, it's kind of funny, but it's not, you know, it's, it's also like it's the reality, like, and you know, these guys, like I said, they're willing to help and play their part, and you know, we want a season to happen, um, but but we need help, we need help from the league. I agree wholeheartedly. And I challenge every single person watching right now or listening on the podcast later on, go on social media right now, tag the USL, tag the USLPA, tag your ownership, um, you know, make them aware that you want you want a safe return to play. You want these players to be paid. You don't want the USL to take their ball and go home. These players deserve their salaries. They have earned them. They are working hard in the community, in the weight room, watching film, training when they're stuck in their hotels or not hotels, excuse me, apartments or, or whatever it may be. These players work hard and they deserve their salaries. So demand a safe return to play. I challenge every single one of you to do that. Tag the USL, and, please. And challenge and tag your, your you know, opposing teams like for us phoenix el paso like challenge them too don't just challenge your own team just don't challenge your own supporters group but but the league i mean the entire league needs to grow this is where we're going to help the team is by making sure that our voices are heard and the more people that see this the more we the more attention we can get to this and they're, they're really as much as it some may pay me to say it a little bit there's no dividing line between us and phoenix right now you know that's that's a, that's the rival that we dislike the most you know but for us right now it, it doesn't make a difference we're all on the same team right now because if if we're not then this doesn't happen and again the, the players that we that we claim to love uh don't get paid <laughs> and and they have families they have to survive they have to eat they have to pay rent just like everybody else uh so yeah i challenge every single one of you uh to do that please uh, demand a safe return to play yep yep this is uh this is the most unified like players have ever been but this goes for you guys too as fans and supporters like you guys said challenging these other supporters group like you guys are all in it together. We're all in it together. And, um, you know, this is the most unified we are all ever going to be. Yeah. And don't forget, your club is on your side, too. You know, whether you're a New Mexico United fan or a Phoenix Rising fan or a Loose City fan or, or, or anybody, Hartford, I don't care, wherever you're from, um, your, your club is on your side in this. Um, you know, they, you just, you may need to convince them. Uh, to, to support a safe return to play, to support paying those players. Um, because, again, this is not a fight against the owners. It's not a fight against the clubs. It's it's a fight for what the players deserve. And, and 
just a fight for real conversation and real negotiation to make it happen and for the players to be compensated fairly and for us to be able to watch our freaking team, man. I, I miss my club. I miss my club. No, like how, you know, it's, it's easy to lose sight right now, but there is, you know, freaking crazy pandemic going on that's affecting the whole world. But like how awesome would it be for, for, people like supporters to have an outlet for 90 minutes to be able to watch even even on tv you know like just to be able to escape whatever reality they have right right there yes yeah, absolutely you know, we we want to play we, we want to you know be that for people right now and again you know we mentioned a important point a safe return to play it would not be safe for us to have a full stadium right now. Everybody knows that. Every single person knows that. All sides, I think, agree on that. We're not asking for fans to return uh, right now. But if, if if players can play in empty stadiums and we can watch it on you know on ESPN Plus or or, or wherever, um, that'd be great. Again, it's that escape that you're describing, Dev. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm fired up, man. We we only played one game this year, <laughs> and we lost, man. We got to get some wins. I know. I know. We're, uh, yeah, it's not a good record. <laughs> well, well, Dev, um, before we let you go, is there anything that you think we missed with regards to the USLPA, these negotiations, uh, you know, force majeure clause, whatever it might be, and, and again, what, pl- what fans can do to support the players? I mean, we, we've touched on everything, but, like, just I can't stress the, the stress enough the importance of people – you know, you know, making it known that they want to support their players, that they want they're on our side, um, because the fans are what run this league, and without you guys, uh, you know, we wouldn't have a job. So, you know, we need you got you guys more than more than ever, um, and you you message to people that you know that continue continue sharing the message and um you know we we really appreciate you guys everything you're doing for for us um you know really really grateful for for you guys so thank you and we appreciate you uh and again we're gonna we're gonna work together to get through this and again every single fan uh can can make a difference it doesn't take the entire supporters group it doesn't it can be every single individual person. So, uh, Dev, also, before we go, are you going to get one of these new curse kits, man? Heck, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, that was beautiful. I, I would like to play in it. Like, I think you should. I think we should, too. All right. Let's, Peter, let's put a call into Peter. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See well, the meow up on the front of that? Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> put that on there. I know. I know. All right. Well, Devin, uh, thank you so much for taking the time, man. We appreciate you talking about it. And again, I know it's not quite as lighthearted as we typically are with the Curse Cast, but it's important. Um, and and again, we we hope that uh, fans can can play our part in making something making something awesome happen and making sure the players get what they what they've earned. Um, also, want to note uh, this Saturday on United Weekly, uh, the the show that RJ and I host on ESPN Radio, one hundred one seven, the team, we will have Dev on. Um, we will have leadership from the USLPA on, and then we really think it's going to be a, a good conversation. So Dev's on for the first segment, uh, Tommy Heinemann's on for the second segment, 
And then the third segment is our owner, Peter Trevisani. Uh, and look at that. Andrew just said we'd love to hear from Peter on this as well. Peter will be the third segment this Saturday um, on on United Weekly. And, and I, you know, there are some things that I'm sure he won't be able to talk about uh, because, you know, he is part of, of – of, of ownership and, and has to have those conversations uh, but kind of behind closed doors. But I, I, we're really interested to get his take as well. So um, it'll be a really good conversation um, with kind of lots of pieces of this. Yep. Looking forward to it. We'll see you guys on Saturday then. Devin, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thanks, Dev. Uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate see you it. later. See ya. All right, guys. We will be right back uh, with more on the Curse Cast. Stick around. Where United goes, the curse will follow. But when it comes to New Mexico, the curse will lead. When you join the curse, a portion of your membership goes to help New Mexicans from all across the state. Working with organizations like the Read to Me Book Drive, Birthday Project NM, Watermelon Mountain Ranch, CLN Kids New Mexico, Casa Q, and so many more. Join the curse today and help us make New Mexico a better place for tomorrow. This is David Estrada, and you're listening to The Curse Cast. RJ, uh, Devin Sandoval, always a good interview. Always wonderful. Um, this is, again, a little different than we're used to. We're used to uh, us all being, again, a little more happy, fun, laid back. But this is important. This is very important. This is This is... Our club, this is our league, this is everything that we've worked. I mean, we've only worked for a year, I get it. Uh, but we've put so much effort and so much work into this. And Well, the players have put one, their whole lives into it. Well, their whole lives into it. You're right, you're right. Uh, but but as for New Mexico United, in, in one year, we became leaders. And we got to prove that. We got to show that. And that's just, this is why we felt it was important to get this side of the story and, and to get this out there right now. Uh, it, it, I, I said it earlier, it's horse shit that the league is doing this and it's not the owners and it's not the players not willing to negotiate. It's the league. And it's this asshole Papadakis guy who's trying to pocket line his pockets with money that, that he frankly doesn't deserve. He's part of the problem with us soccer. It's more greed and more greed and more greed. And the next thing you know, it's another fucking MLS all over again. Well, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, being you know, part of the problem with, uh, with, <laughs> with MLS because I mean, with the us soccer, because, uh, Papadakis actually has a seat on the U.S. Soccer Federation board. And, so, and how is that not even more illegal? How is that? How is that legal? How is that even possible right now that this asshole's able to do that and then line his pockets while doing that? Yeah, and again, it's 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 bad enough because the U.S. Soccer Federation is largely MLS uh, centric, but when the lower league representation is this guy, that's uh, it's twofold. It's awful. This is, uh, and I don't know Papadakis, but just everything I'm reading, everything I'm seeing, he sounds like just some spoiled kid. <laughs> well, uh, so far he's he's gotten his way, and, and here's hoping we can change that, you know, and and maybe we can appeal to him. I know we haven't been nice uh, because oh, but he doesn't deserve no, it. No, he doesn't. I, I, he doesn't. I, no, he he somehow fell onto a league that became something. I mean, yeah, he, he came into the USL when it was very unpopular and he put in some money and he didn't put in very much work. He just put in collecting some money from teams. I don't think he ever imagined the USL to grow the way it has. But here we are. And now we need somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing and, and who knows how to run a league 
and not just line his pockets and say, oh, well, I guess if 90% of the teams are, are not making money, that's on them. Well, and I think it's an important thing to point out. He is within his rights to do what he is doing. He is absolutely, he's allowed to do that. As the investor, he is allowed to take the money as, as that he's earned through the investment. It doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, and it's not. It's not yeah. the right thing to do. While there are players, again, struggling to feed their families, they make below minimum wage, and then this season they could make nothing or a fraction of the below minimum wage that they were going to make in the first place. Yes, he has every right to take the millions that he has earned through his investments. It doesn't make it right, and it's not. No, and this is where having that that floor that the USLPA asked for. Um, that should be um, a basic human right. Come how, on. How is that not? That's barely minimum wage as is right there. Yeah. So in some places, the, it is, it's below minimum wage. In some places, yes. if you played for Portland Timbers 2, for example, in Portland, the minimum wage would put you above that salary floor. And I mean, that's. That's the lowest we're asking. Just, just give us that floor. Pay it, pay not us, <laughs> but the <laughs> players. Pay the players what they deserve. It, it's horseshit that you have to to do this. And then you see the owners walking around who are are being cheap, like saying, "Okay, I'm not going to pay you for the season because you didn't play." Well, and it's it's and a, I'm going to keep that money. It, it's there's there's and it's not going to be all the owners, especially not ours. And 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 I I do think it's it, it's a minority of owners who are going to be jackasses and I certainly hope so. but the fact that any of them are doing that is garbage yeah I agree um, and, and it's a situation where okay let's say you're a player who's making minimum wage um, as a player and then the league or not the league excuse me your owner uh, who maybe your owner's a jackass uh, says no I'm not going to pay you because the season didn't happen come sue me in court where are you going to get the money for the legal fees? You can't even go after yeah, them in exactly. court. It's 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 insane. It's 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 pure insanity. It's it's greed at the worst level, um, and it's really unfortunate. And again, is hindering the growth of a league that could become the Premier League in in the United States if things were done right. Um, and it's trending that way. That's what's most infuriating. Is is the, the growth of the league been trending awesome. upward? Yeah. The and, and the, the what what they're they're talking about at a league level, wanting promotion and relegation, wanting to be a, a top tier league in the U.S., wanting to be better. Well, quit handicapping yourself. Yeah, and you know we talk about we've talked about it several times, RJ. We love the idea of promotion relegation, promotion relegation. We talked about it at length. It almost feels like uh, you're seeing the league office kind of dangling that carrot to distract from the the fact that they aren't playing their pay paying their players. Well, it feels like they're relegating themselves even further back from the MLS. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, there are other leagues that could spring up and, and take this second-tier spot. It shouldn't be going in that direction, but it absolutely could be. So on that note, on that very happy note, uh, again, I want to reiterate, uh, we are challenging every single person listening, every single person watching live on Twitch. Um, get loud on social media. Tag the league. Tag the USLPA. Tag your club. Um, show your support for a safe return to play. That's the most important thing. If we can get a safe return to play, that means we've got some agreement between the league and the USLPA. Um, again, we don't need to have fans in the stadium right now. That would not be safe. We need a safe return to play, and we need these pay players taken care of, paid as if they're real human beings and not just assets to the league. That's the important thing right now. Um, also important, check out the curse. Uh, the curse's new kit it's pretty awesome i man i love it 
It is so great. It's so fresh, just a nice looking kit. The checkerboard mm-hmm. is amazing. I love it. The mountains on the sleeves. Uh, I mean, everything about it is perfect. Yeah, it's a shout out to Icarus FC. Uh, Robbie over there just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, we gave him some ideas of things that we would like to in- include in a, in a jersey. And, uh, man, he just went to town. He did his own thing, made it very creative and, and awesome. And uh, we are in his debt, uh, literally, because we have to pay him for the jerseys. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Catherine put checker belong to Indy. Uh, yeah, they, you know what? San Antonio said the same thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's there's no no dearth of checkerboard kits across across soccer and Indy's Indy's checkerboards have always been awesome. All, all I'm saying is checkerboard has been part of the curse since our inception. It's true, and which is only a year and change ago, yeah. but it has. We've always had the checkerboard in our crest. And Lou Wallace, yeah, that's true. We share that as well. We're just trying to to copy everything Indy Eleven does. That's what we do. Um, but, I mean, if, if you want to talk about checkerboards, I mean, we can go back to the Croatian teams of, of decades ago. They've been using it forever. So. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there you go. Okay, Croatia, there we go. Um, so, again, uh, please tag on social media, get loud, demand a safe return to play. The only way that the league, I think the only way that the league kind of, I wouldn't even say changes their mind, but will listen is if we are loud. The only way that owners who are maybe on the fence um, is if we are loud. The only way they change their mind is if we are loud. Um, and this is this is for everybody. Again, we're we're fortunate in New Mexico that we have ownership that takes care of the players. Not everybody is as fortunate, so we have to be loud. We have to be strong, and we have to stand up for players no matter where they are. It doesn't matter again if they play for your rival. It doesn't matter if it doesn't matter who they are. Uh, they're people, and they dedicate their lives to this, so they deserve to be treated like people, not assets. It's really that simple. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. I mean, this is a fight for all of us. Um, every supporters group, if, and it's not just an ISC thing right now. It is all of USL. The entire USL needs to come together right now, the, the players, the fans, the supporters groups, and, and let the league know that, that this is, I mean, a safe return to play is all we're asking for. That's right. A safe return to play and, and to give the players a, a decent wage. It's not... We're not asking them to pay these guys millions of dollars. We're asking them to pay them a decent living wage. And maybe we'll get to millions of dollars someday in the future. That'd be cool. Uh, let's get a CBA not locked down uh, before that so maybe we can get to the point where our league can grow to the point where we can even have conversations about that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. RJ, uh, thanks for talking about something that is, again, a little more uh, intense than maybe we're typically used to, but uh, so super important. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Um, Please stand up for the players. Please support the players. Um, Hashtag stand with the players. Hashtag uh, club before league. Uh, Get on social media. Do your tagging, um, and remember that none of this happens without the players. We need them, and if you profess to love them, you could do in the song, we love you, we love you, we love you. Now's the time to put your money where your mouth is uh, and, and stand up for them. So, RJ, until next time, somos unidos. For the taking, the earth is shaking from that groovy quaking. Coming out of this guitar, and, and the beat goes on and on and on from day till night. We'll be rocking to the earth. Till night, we'll be rockin' to